to Weekend at Berkman's, a show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. Thanks for waking up. And the bird hunter, Stephen Haddix. Hello, friends. Uh, is that, are you allowed to? Are you allowed to do that? I don't know. Did he trademark that? If not, I'm taking it. I don't know. We'll, we'll get yeah. we'll get our crack our crack legal team to take a look at that. That's week two of uh, Nance. There, I don't know. It's okay. I don't. Oh, I mean, so I mean, you're allowed to say hello to your friends, right? I mean, why not? That's right. And I, I'm surprised that Ohio State said that they trademarked the or the. I don't. I'm not sure. I believe that either. But um, that's bush. We'll, we'll go with it. Mm-hmm. We'll come up. Maybe yeah. We we'll come up with something. But I, I I like it. I do like it. I um originally you were you were rotating, and so now you've got. Hey, I'm just trying to say, find what sticks. And now yeah, I'm I mean, I would say your own thing, but that would be a lie. <laughs> Uh, we'll work on it okay um so we are uh july 31st here we are just rolling uh through the year um i uh you know we're more than halfway we missed the chance Mm. to say hey we're we're halfway through the year but i thought you know one of the things we might do is just take stock for a second here as a trio think about uh what your highlight and low light for the year has been so far and then also you would have seen by now that the uh, mega millions um mm. i think one person won that out of illinois um so they're uh, somebody whew, somebody had a really good day mm. um i'd love to see how that works because i was checking my tickets by walking into the uh the local uh, gas station here and it's like you do the scan and then <laughs> what does it say on the screen when you when you win a a billion dollars. Um, but see uh, attendant, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah. Well, if you're the owner of that store, maybe you've got a little, uh, trap door, um, Ooh. message. So you could go and, uh, potentially steal the winning ticket or something to that effect, but e- either, either your whole, uh, highlight low light for the year. I was also curious, you know, if you were to win the lottery, maybe what some of the first things that you, um, would do would be so um i'll let you all kind of choose which of those things if you if you want to talk about both but uh, i i tell you what i i know the odds what what did i see one time it was like you you have better odds of being struck by lightning twice and having a boa constrictor come out of the toilet and some of these other things than actually um winning the lottery um but for some reason i'm always like hey this this could be the time i'm gonna play and and i'm gonna win and i'm gonna you know, these are all the things that I'm going to do. Um, so anyway, uh, maybe I'll start with, uh, I give the honors here to, uh, to the old man on either, you know, what's your, your highlight or low light for the year. And then if you'd also like to let the listeners know maybe what you do, if you, if you hit the big one. Yeah. Um, highlight of the year. Um, I, I'm going to start with like a golf highlight. I did, I got to go hang out with my, my dad, um in uh austin at barton creek that was that was pretty special getting to go hang out there and play golf bob steakhouse twice bob steakhouse twice uh, <laughs> the salamander wagyu, sal- wagyu. it really said sweats a lot of it, it set a precedent for the level of, of commitment i had to the wagyu um you know and and uh, it, it took a lot out of me i'm not gonna lie but it was a highlight uh, a lot of fun great golf 
Um, gosh, you know, I'm trying to think of other, there's other highlights. I think it's always fun to get to go on vacation and, and that kind of stuff. We skied this year. We went to the beach this year. Um, and so to me, that's also fun getting to hang out with the family and do stuff. I, I, I know that my time with my kids is, um, nearing its close as them living in my house because they're, you know, they're about to, they, they will be taking off, you know, and not too many years to go to college and such. And so it, it's still fun for me to get to do that. Um, so those are my highlights. I'd say yeah, the, if, if you want me to continue, Mike, on the lottery thing, my, my thing is like, I want to work. I enjoy working. So if I want a billion dollars, if I want a million dollars, I would still work. Um, but I also know that um, me being where I am is a product of a lot of human beings. So I'd also probably pay it forward significantly to a lot of friends and family members and all that kind of stuff. You don't need a billion dollars. I mean, again, I'm not trying to be, you know, anti-capitalism either. I just don't need a billion dollars. So I'd be giving it to friends like yourselves, you know, and uh, helping Ooh. you guys out and all that kind of stuff and family. And I, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I probably would worry a little less about bills um, and what have you, but uh, it, I don't know if I would do anything crazy other than probably buy a house in the mountains. Um, that's, you know, we love the mountains and skiing and that kind of stuff. So that would probably be my one splurge. I don't think we'd move, you know, I don't, I don't think we'd do anything different here. Uh, I, maybe I would not go back to my, the job I have, but I, I'd have to work. I really enjoy working and doing things. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it'll be with, you know, nonprofit or church or something. Maybe it'd be just, a, it'd be different, but, uh, nothing against my current company. I'm just saying I would probably do something that, you know, there's an underserved part of the community or something like that, that I could help out with. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. So that's what I do. It's probably boring to a lot of people, but pretty underwhelming. Out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty underwhelming, but that's me that's probably why i, I don't you, win that's probably why i don't win yeah i tell you the uh the original comment there um so as we we wrap up summer here and the kids start to go back to school um one of the things that i you know i think for everyone especially the last handful of years you know the years either go by slower fast and as you get older they say time goes by quicker and you know, for one person, it may be a slow, slow week or a slow year. Another one, you know, fast week, fast year. I would say something that um, is sort of impervious to all of that for me is someone that's close to use college years. Like I have dropped off nieces and nephews at college and it's like and move them in on a hot summer's day up three floors with no elevator Oof. and then of a blink of an eye, they're graduating. And so you, yeah, you're exactly right, Mark. Those, uh, it's going to be a, you know, something about having K through 12. It's like, Hey, we, we've got a lot of time here, but uh, as soon as you hit freshman year, <clears throat> college is sort of a slipstream. It's over in the blink mm -hmm. of an eye. So cherish your loved ones and cherish the time you have with them. Your loved ones. Yeah. What about you, Steven? Oh man. All right. I'll start with a uh, highlight highlight of 2022 so far has to be skiing going skiing in winter park. Uh, first timer took me 30 years to try skiing. We uh, went out there with my girlfriend and uh, another couple and had a great three days of skiing. So started out with some lessons and uh, crushed through those by the end of that. And, 
by the end of day three was tearing up the mountain and wish we had some more time. So uh, already planning our trip back next year. Now that we got the ski bug and all the uh, very expensive gear, it's just kind of, uh, I always, I find myself liking hobbies that always tend to be expensive golf skiing. And I'm like, okay, what's next? What's the next expensive thing? Uh, oh, if only hobbies were, were cheap. Uh, and you could do them any time of year. Um, so yeah, skiing, I, I can't say I have a low light. Um, maybe if I interpret that literally, I am already sad that the summer daylight hours uh, from the, what, June 22nd or so are dwindling. I do like it light and bright out as late as possible. Um, so I'm sad that uh, we're starting to lose daylight because there's nothing more depressing than the uh, what's it, two and a half months or so where it's dark by five something. That sucks. That's depressing. So uh, I already know we're on the downward side of the best part of summer light. Uh, and then what, what's option? What's uh, number three? Here? If you want to talk our, about what you do, if oh, uh, I think first step would be a uh, call lawyer, a little better call Saul. And uh, that would be my first call to figure Definitely. out how I do not get my name published out there. Um, I want to be the person that's uh, nameless. Um, I don't need uh, cousins of dead fake relatives calling me um, asking for handouts. Um, but there will be a lot of, you know, after that call, there will be five, several calls telling folks that they can uh, uh, quit their job, have fun, retire, whatever. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, mountains for sure. That would be it. So big, big cabin in the mountains. So. And something fun for some other, you know, some, some Man, members too. I, we could be neighbors. Better. Let's both win and let's just be neighbors. In the mouth. Hey. <clears throat> okay. So, so far we have buy a house and hire a lawyer. Riveting. Um, Come on, okay. Mike. All right, all right. Well, if you're going to say that, then what's We're yours? humble people. Well, I'm gonna We're humble. Put this humble. step mine up a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So, I think the highlight for me uh, had the crossover at the beginning of the year of my trip where I got engaged. So, um, oh, yeah. that was before. Yeah, before the new year, but, you know, had a chance to go to, okay. to St. Andrews there. Uh, it was incredible. Um, had a chance in after the new year to go to a Manchester United match at Old Trafford. So that was that was pretty special as well. Um, I would say for me, um, not to be too sappy, you know, I think the podcast is probably right up there. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. And, Sap and it up, Mike. Love we've, it. we've stuck with it. So um, really no lowlights. I mean, this is a year where I'm getting married and I've got a podcast, so I um, not not in any order there. Um, so <laughs> I think I'm, I'm pretty happy uh, for the lottery. So, you know, I was going to say quit my job. Um, the manner in which I do that, I don't know if I pull a Costanza or, you know, <laughs> keep the bridges or whatever. Um, but I would uh, I'd quit my job. Um, you're probably right, Mark. There's some level there of having to stay busy or engaged that I'd have to think about, but I, I can think about that much later down the road. Um, I was going to say go buy a sports car, which still sounds pretty mundane, I guess, mm. um, given some of the things you mentioned. I don't know what it would be. I would take my time. I'd go and I'd, I'd test drive. Maybe I'd 
you know, do the European delivery, uh, head over to Munich and some of the other places in Italy and, and do some test driving at some of the tracks over there. So I think that would be fun. Um, never really had a, a super nice car. So I think that's, uh, you know, that's, that's probably the one for me. I'm not, I'm not extremely adventurous. I know Steven, you're looking for other expensive hobbies, volcano luging or, you know, something <laughs> of that effect, but, um, <laughs> I, uh, it's definitely a sports car for me. So, um, we look forward to here at weekend at Berkman's when Mark starts his, uh, journey towards purchasing a new car and we can sort of live vicariously through you and the different things that, that you try out. So believe it or not, that was not a record though for mega millions, uh, 2018, uh, it was 1.5 billion. Um, so that was, uh, Pretty incredible, though. Um, <laughs> I'll be interested to see what the winner does. I think I think you're onto something there, Mark. They don't pick the people that are going to hold on the money for too long, so there there might mm-hmm. be a little bit of uh, profiling that goes on there in terms of the winner. All right, so let's move on to this week in golf. Uh, quite a bit going on here. This was a week where we had both a uh, PGA. Uh, tour event as well as a live event and um we're recording a little bit earlier here in the day so we're hot off the press on on some of these results but um so we'll start with the the, the pga tour so tony uh the phenom heard it here first phenom he goes back to back wins um so he wins at the the rocket up in uh steven's new favorite city detroit um was kind of a birdie fest. I think he was 26 under might've set the, uh, the record 26. up there. Yeah. Um, for me, nothing, nothing too special about the tournament. I, I watched some of it. Uh, I saw Cantlay was up there. Another name I didn't recognize. Um, really and, not um, that yeah. n- nothing too notable um, for me in terms of, in terms of that tournament. Uh, then on the on the live side, so we this is just in looks like Stenson Henrik Stenson. So we talked about him um, on previous pod about him being asked. Well, I guess him being told that he would no longer be the the European Ryder Cup captain. Um, so he sort of gives the uh, the big middle finger there and says, "Okay, well, um, just go ahead and win my first uh, live mm-hmm. tournament there up at uh, Trump Bedminster." Um, I guess that's probably about a half hour west of Manhattan for those of you that aren't familiar with the the area. So, um, so Stenson wins there. I'm not sure whether or not he was implemented as a captain um, with him coming, obviously a huge name coming in there. One of the things though that I'm noticing as part of Live is it's kind of fast and loose. So, you know, originally it was thursday through saturday and it was a shotgun and then i think they kind of changed it up to where it was like the leaders didn't do shotgun on the last day and now they actually ended up finishing um today on a sunday um so you know it's i guess it's it's a little unheard of on the, the pga side to to mix things up it seems like they always do things the same way it's very much about you know tradition and and procedure Whereas Greggy and Liv, it's like, hey, um, you know, we'll do sort of what we want to do. And, um, you know, the next tournament um, isn't until September now. 
and that's going to be up in the the Boston area. But uh, one of the things I think worth noting with Live, and I, did either one of you get a chance to to watch any of the Live? No. Okay. I did not. Well, one of the interesting things for me about Live was this. I believe this was the first. Yeah, this would have been the first broadcast or you YouTube stream um, where Faraday was on. Um, and so I, I was interested because I, you know, I, I opened it up for a while and Faraday's on there. And so I, I want to get your take because I, I, I think that I know that we've talked about, Hey, it's, it's a bit watered down, but now the, the big names continue to come. Now Bubba's coming over and then they talked about Barkley. And I think he's, he's going to stay put with, um, NBA on TNT, but I'm, I'm wondering if you maybe think the same thing I do with, with Faraday, potentially McCord, maybe some others where this is the missing link, because I'll tell you when I, when I open it up and I listen to the stream and I, and I heard Faraday, I heard a familiar voice on there. I think that it, in a way it sort of legitimized it. And so now, you know, it's like there, there are so many big names. I'm flipping over to the rocket. I'm seeing Finau and, and pretty much nobody else, maybe can't lay, right? But I think Finau ended up winning by five or six strokes. And this is probably a bit of an off week for them. But do you, I mean, do you feel the same way that that we're heading towards something here that may be legitimate? You've, I mean, you've got Faraday now, you've got a ton of big names. Like, is this, I mean, is this thing for real? Are you guys going to change your mind? Or are you feeling like, hey, you're going you're gonna to fight this for the next you know, however many years, as long as it's around. Well, Mike, I'm, I'm first, I'm, I'm just sad that you think that having uh, Jerry Foltz on there didn't legitimize it for you, <laughs> you know, because I mean, I don't know how much bigger of a name you can get on broadcasting than Jerry Foltz in the world of golf. Um, so, okay. I, I didn't watch a lot. I didn't watch on YouTube, but I did watch some highlights. I will agree with you that hearing Faraday talk made it different for me. Cause I'm like, ah, that's a okay. voice of golf. I, I, it just felt different. I, I, I don't know why, but those were just the highlights, right? So I'm going to be very clear here. I didn't watch it on YouTube. I just watched people post highlights on, on Twitter and what have you. But you're right. It did feel different when you hear that voice. I mean, it's like hearing Jim Nance and Faldo on other golf. You know, it, it's like it just feels different, right? Um, but at the same time, when half the field is over par, you know, and these guys are shooting, you know, over you know 75 and whatever it's like i looked at the guy that there's the guy that's like last place every tournament he's been like 16 over 18 over like so to me there's still some some rough patches um i i think they're still trying to to find their niche again I, as i've said and will continue to say i like watching golf so i, I think there is that aspect of it um yes there's big names and bigger names keep coming but I also think there's lots of big names on the PGA tour. So you're right. And the, maybe the rocket mortgage didn't have the highest, you know, uh, turnout of the tour. People were taking, you know, off weeks and what have you, but it's still to me um, just, it's just different. And I, and I, I guess I have to get used to it. And it's like watching, you know, some of these formula one or some of these other sports where it's like, it's just, it's, it's just a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for circusy and the graphics and, it's just different, yeah. you know, and I got to get used to that or, or not, but it's like, it, it is, it's just different. Um, but I will give you that the Faraday thing 
that changed okay. a few things for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe what you aren't considering is that maybe the courses are just harder. I mean, you got a, a talent like Pat Perez shooting five over. You know, I don't think he normally shot five over, but maybe, maybe it's just harder. Maybe they found maybe. tougher courses. <laughs> I hadn't heard that posited before as a theory, but uh, maybe you're right. Stephen, do you have anything to add on on this matter? Well, I do think there is something to be said about the fact that they are playing new courses and these guys have those greens, green books, Well, whether they can officially use them or not. But, I mean, they know the breaks of the greens. And they know some of these courses so well. They played them so many times that I think, you know, new courses is shaking things up. Uh, but I would say, Mark, when you were talking about the guy that's, you know, dead last every single tournament and shoot, whatever, I thought you were talking about Phil because I, I don't think he's got <laughs> under par. I, like, okay, so this, this could be Department of Corrections next, next week, but I think Phil has shot under par maybe once since. I mean, like round, um, one round, back. you mean? One round, yes, one round, um, official tournament round. I could be completely wrong. Hold on, I'm but it's not searching. good. I'm almost done looking. Well, uh, he wasn't. He wasn't under par. One round. This he was week. one round under par. Since and when? The, fir the first round in London, he shot a 69. <clears throat> God. He and finished then of 10 over, he under par. 16 over, six over, six over, 16 over, and 10 over. <clears throat> and then he was over par. I think both rounds at the yeah. British Open. So between British Open and live one round under par yikes right so i, I thought you're talking about phil but i was um okay but, well yeah, these, are, un these are unknown unknown courses unknown courses. Like, unknown, unknown courses next year, next year they're going to tear them up if they come back these courses are toast right um you know pat mm -hmm. perez uh he's going to tear it oh, up yeah. But I do think that there's legitimate, you know, it's being legitimized. And the reason I say mm -hmm. that is I had Golf Channel on right before uh, we started up the pod. And this is the first time I'd ever seen Golf Channel, NBC uh, Sports, right, flip over and show Stenson's winning putt and show the leaderboard. And so I'm like – for a channel that's so anti them to now be showing them, I think is saying something that, Hey, they are becoming legitimate enough and they do have enough guys. We actually do need to show and talk about at least briefly what's going on over there. So to me, that's a sign of uh, being legitimate as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I would say the rocket this week was, didn't have the biggest names. Definitely happy for Tony. I think he's a really good guy. Um you know, don't want y'all continuing to bash the Rocket Mortgage Classic, guys. It's a classic. I mean, it's mm -hmm. all it, it, it's mm -hmm. you know, there's only a handful of tournaments of classic at the end, and we're one of them. So uh, don't be bashing us. It's a classic tournament. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's yeah, inter, you know, not the um, biggest week in golf, but uh, hey, there, there's at least something on sports on for us to watch, but. I guess, you know, I guess ready for the, the playoffs to be here. The first couple of events of the playoffs don't really get me going or, or really all the playoffs don't, but it'll be nice to at least have the big guys playing again. Yeah. Okay. It's so a couple things there. Let me, let me come back to the rocket mortgage. So uh, I wish, <laughs> I, I wish I would have taken a screenshot because I said, and it will forever be recorded 
on this podcast that Live was an option on ESPN.com for scores under golf on one of the tours. Wow. So they have the PGA, the DP, the LPGA, the Champions, Corn Ferry, and it was Live. And now that has been expunged. So, you know, in the same way that uh, things are changing tournament to tournament with uh, Live, the Live Tour itself. You know, the way that the world reacts and treats this thing changed because now it's gone. You can't you can't get the score. Well, there. Yeah. Okay. What? No, yeah. there's up at the yeah. top. It says live golf. What we know. But you're right. It's now well, we know. But that's not the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. OK. Nope. Mm. Now, the second thing here, you know, you can you can put whatever word you want after this tournament, the classic. You know, when I think of a classic, <laughs> I think of something you know, like a classic oh, car has been been there for a long time. My understanding is that uh, who's who's the guy that runs Rocket? Jay Farner. Are you talking about no. Dan? The owner, um, Ricky Fowler. Dan. Uh, Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert said. Danny G. Because it used to be the Quicken Loans or something out mm-hmm. in out in the I think D.C. And then he's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, well, you know, I'm going to be the title sponsor, but we're going to move this puppy to Detroit." And so. You know, classic, not classic. I, I don't know. I think it's a little preemptive, but it, it looks like a pretty place, but it's it's not a classic yet. I don't know. It's, hey, it's, one of our companies is a title sponsor for, sponsor for a, a tour, you know, tour stop. So, hey, you know, uh, just we got that going for us. So mm-hmm. just saying. <laughs> okay. There is something exciting, though, uh, and I think we hinted at it, uh, earlier in one of the earlier pods was around relegation coming. And so I did see an article there about how live is going to implement um, a relegation. So they're, you know, they'll have a, a 48 player and I think it's going to start at the end of next season. So they're going to have a 48 oh. player, uh, I don't know, field, if you will. And then the bottom four, they're out. Um, and then I think, uh, 25 through what's that 44 um will there'll be some weird funny stuff that goes on like maybe the captain can choose to keep them or they do some sort of they only get to play with 12 clubs that yeah i mean it's you know <laughs> they have to deal off their putter yeah yeah you know, so it's like the restrictor plate uh yeah nascar it's something uh, yeah it's the uh the robert streb um mm-hmm. you gotta putt with your 60 but uh you know i do think that that could be a differentiator for this tours if they they continue to find new and, and unique ways um which is like i said given how um you know addicted to mm-hmm. prestige procedure and standard that the tour is like it's not that hard to say hey we're going to do a few different things and maybe that'll Attract righty, some uh, righties play some lefty, different viewers and lefties play righty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man. two. Yeah, like I said, two eagles in a row. You get to break one of your mm-hmm. opponent's clubs. Like this, yeah. I mean, this stuff. It's not hard. <laughs> um, so we, I, you know, look forward to at least seeing how that works and see if because uh, relegation not really a thing in uh, American sports, but uh, I think it would add add some excitement. Oh yeah. Big proponent of relegation. So let's round out uh, this week in golf with a couple things to look forward to. So we'll have the uh, the FedEx playoffs coming up. I think the next tourney, the Wyndham, is not part of that. Um, someplace Correct. called Sedgefield. Um, and then uh, 
to the FedEx Cup playoffs will come after that three three weeks in a row, um, finishing up at a, a course that I don't most people don't care about. And then you've got the President's Cup uh, coming up later in the year. Um, captains for that will be DL3. Um, not a big fan of him after Medina. And then Trevor Emmelman <laughs> um, for the international team. So I don't know if you all knew this, but the President's Cup is actually organized by the PGA Tour. Mm. Um, so that means no live players. Um, so mm. I think... We've, uh, if you if you count uh, the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup, the only team that we're not really sure of whether or not they'll have live players is the U.S. Ryder Cup team. So that's the uh, last shoe to drop there. But um, you know, for me, the President's Cup, and I'm interested to get your take. President's Cup, not really my cup of tea, uh, if you will. <laughs> See what you did there. Nice. Like the uh, Ryder Cup's less successful cousin. Um, you know, I, I'll probably watch a little bit here and there, but it just, in a way, it's interesting. It's kind of like a microcosm of live and PGA where it's like, uh, you know, I know it's there. I know it's big, um, but it's just not the same for me in terms of team golf um, as, as the Ryder Cup. And I'm interested to know if, uh, if you feel the same way or if you have a special affinity for the, the President's Cup for some reason. So I'll give, I'll give honors to Steven on this one. President's Cup does very, very little for me. Um, <laughs> I guess it's it, a quail it, hollow too. So, Ooh. yeah, not and not a big fan of that. Uh, to me, that that's an overrated course. But uh, is the, remind me, Mike, is the last President's Cup the one that was in South Korea? Is that the last one? If I'm remembering correctly, no, Australia. I think it was no, Australia. Uh, yeah, Australia. Yeah. Is it Royal Melbourne? Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, because to me, you know, I don't feel like they're very competitive. I mean, the internationals, um, you know, you got some good Australian, you got some, you know, your Cam Smith, you got some good South Africans, but I just, it, it's never super competitive. They don't um, play at, you know, courses that to me really interest me. Um, so really, the, it just, it's very one-sided and, uh, it, maybe just because there's not history there, I would say if like the internationals are really good and we were losing our, you know, consistently mm-hmm. to them, I would have more interest mm-hmm. because I'd want to see the U S win. but it's like a, if the U S doesn't win by six points, then I think we failed at, at president's cup in my opinion. But I, I think with the guys that we have with, you know, Cameron young and Zala Torres and Finau, a couple of these other guys, I mean, not to me, we're looking really, you know, Justin and Scotty, I would say based on the guys who are hot this year, uh, I mean, we should, we should absolutely, you know, uh, tear them up again. So uh, that's my guess. It's going to be a blowout. So I'll probably watch very, very little. Um, but it's funny. Yeah. It's funny that you, cause you just triggered something in me. It's like these guys, it's the same team playing in team events every year. And they still get waxed on the Ryder Cup. And it's like they get all those extra reps and the same team and the same set of coaches, and they still they still can't find a way to win over the pond. So um, well, I think the chemistry is not there with the uh, the international squad. I mean, sadly, or maybe in their defense, you got guys from pretty much everywhere outside of Europe. And, and I mean, some of these guys haven't played with, you know. All corners of the globe. All corners of the globe. All sides of the hemispheres. 
Um, and so I think that's a challenge. I think, um, you know, it's just different chemistry. So I think the United States team definitely has chemistry. I'm with you. I don't get why the United States has had such a bad, you know, record in Ryder Cup, given the fact that we could field a team in the off year in the President's Cup to kind of gel. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think the, the points and what have you are calculated differently and brought about differently anyway. So I, I'm with you. I, I watch a little bit of it. I like team golf. I think it's kind of fun, but it's, it's not really, you know, high up on my radar. I don't know. It's only been, what, 25, 30 years, maybe. Um, I think it's one of these things that was made. Yeah, I think it's been about 25 or 30 years that it's been in existence. Um, man, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because <laughs> you're. this is going to be a major event without these live players. And I'm just like, is this – I hope it's not going to be like a foreshadowing of a <clears throat> a huge like detriment to to the Ryder Cup coming up. But uh, one one thing I did see is kind of late breaking was uh, Davis Love um, did say he was calling for a boycott of a major. Um, I don't know if you saw that or not, but uh, so he's yeah, I saw some you know stuff like that. I'm like, okay, Davis, sheesh, yeah, whatever. Just seems odd. <laughs> Yeah, I just – I really think it's going to come down to the, the majors, maybe the players, and then, I don't know, maybe some WGC events, you know, because, again, are, those are managed externally too, right? I, I could be wrong on the WGC, Department of Corrections. But, like, that's all it's going to be now. And so, I don't know. It kind of waters stuff down. Maybe the PGA Tour limits the number of tournaments from 50 down to whatever, 30 for the – I, I don't know. Something's got to change. Um, I, my, my only and final comment is I'm sick and tired of people bringing up politics and why didn't he just say he left for the money and all this kind of, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like people make decisions and it is what it is. Um, I, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I'm tired of people bashing people over it. I, I get, it's get, getting old. Blech. I saw, I didn't really understand Bubba's comment. Uh, the, the quote was, my wife loved it. Bubba Watson explains why he's joining Live Golf. I don't know what that means. Um, so I uh, have to dig in a little bit, little yeah. bit deeper. Well, that. I think there's a couple commas. She loved the couple commas, Mike. <laughs> I mean, how could she not like the couple commas? Yeah, specifically loved the, the, the money that came with it. Loved that. Um, but I agree with you, Mark. I mean, it's getting overblown. People make decisions, and I don't think until you're in shoes to where you get an option to say, I have it really good, and here's something else that's really good and amazing and pays more, I don't think people can really, you know, uh, empathize, sympathize, and, like, understand mm-hmm. what that's like to make that kind of decision. For whatever reason they do, good for them, right? So it, it yeah. is just all these golf journalists, it's getting really old. Um, yep. to, to one last point going back you know changing the subject again back to President's Cup here's a hot take and we can talk about this again when it gets closer is the internationals have the worst uniforms every single President's Cup like it is it, it's, it's like um, it's like boarding school uniforms that look like they were really trying to get like these kids shoved in lockers. I mean, they're terrible looking every time. I don't get it. Like mm. I, 
I don't know if the designers are blindfolded or colorblind, but they're terrible every President's Cup. That is always one way I remember is how bad they look. I remember one year, it was like some odd green and brown. I was like adjusting contrast on my TV. I'm like, man, (laughs) TV's going out, dear. Nope. It's their uniforms or whatever, their clothing. I'm just like, ugh. Uh, well, I mean, and quite honestly, the uh, European Ryder Cup uniforms aren't that great some of the times either. I mean, you know, nice shade of brown oh, yeah. uh, and orange on the sleeve. Like it's mm-hmm. uh, they throw know. all the colors of the flags into like a hopper and they grind it up and spit it. Out, and that's the color that comes out like, you know, uh, it's a smoothie where you put all the fruits and vegetables in there and it's like brown. I think that's it's what's like, happened here. They go down to Joanne and they're like, hey, you got any over, you know, you got anything in the back that uh, we can get on clearance and uh, cobble together? Like, it's just any end of year closeout stuff. What do we got back there? You got, you got anything we can have? Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like my old pappy says, you know, for the for the Americans, it's like, uh, you know, if, if you want it based on who looked the best. Uh, we, we'd have it, but because uh, uh, the the American teams look pretty sharp, but uh, just can't pull off the win. So anyway, um, President's Cup will be sort of fun to look forward to. Um, was already going to be a little bit blah with with Quail Hollow and just the fact that it's not usually um, as competitive or at least as fiery as as Europe. But um, anyway, FedEx Cup playoffs coming up, going to be good, and then close it out with the. Uh, with the president's cup. And then by then we'll be so deep into um, football that uh, yeah. I have plenty to divert our attention. All right, let's move into the old drink review. So uh, I wonder, wonder if Mark's the old man's going to have a treat for us this week. <sighs> I mean, Stephen, you got to have your own sayings and I have mine. <laughs> this is to this week for you guys. I got a real treat. Still dawn in the Waffle House koozie. I had to actually had to shore it up a little bit. It's starting to tear on one side, and so I got a got the old sewing machine out, dust it up, touch it up a little bit, so it continues to, to hold true. But you know what? Um, last week with our, our very special guest um, Terry, he mentioned you know Philadelphia, Yingling. Mm. And he mentioned he mentioned uh, a new entrant into the Yingling market, Yingling Flight, and I hadn't mm. tried it. And since you guys do allow me to, you know, branch out a little bit in the domestic category, I went and got the Yingling Flight. It's their entrant into a, the light beer category. It's called the Next Generation of Light Beer. 2.6 grams of carbs, 95 calories, 4.2% alcohol by volume. I tell you what, oh, and I got the tall boy. Um, oh, guys, update. Trina's. Apparently mm. under new management. It's not called Trina's anymore. What? Yeah, yeah. Still shell, still a shell station. But there's a different name above the door. I almost yeah, didn't uh-oh. walk in. I almost didn't walk in. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I, I actually thought maybe she won the lotto or something. She left, sold oh. out. It's, it's some new name. It's it's a new name. I didn't pay, pay attention to it, but I still went in anyway. Um, maybe don't it's because she's selling the beer out of the cooler for a dollar twenty-seven. All boys. I mean, good listen, she, she, she might be selling at a loss. That's worth in volume. Okay. She uh, might be selling at a loss. Uh, but yeah, so I found a, a, a Yingling Flight Tall Boy, 24 ounces. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
You challenged me last week to get tall boys, Mike. I found a tall boy because uh, the 16 ounce pinters, as they call them, not my thing uh, anymore now that there's tall boy options. Uh, Yingling Flight, really like it. Very light. Um, I guess flight probably invokes or evokes the idea of a light beer, but this is an easy drinker. Um, I enjoy, uh, you know, I've had a few sips uh, so far in the pod, light, crispy, not a lot of weird aftertaste with, that I've gotten with some of the, the whew, some of the others that I've tried. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh, but I would, uh, man, this is great. Uh, I think I'm going to mm. put this in, in the rota of okay. easy drinking light beers. I'm not a big, you know, uh, whatever they're called, the, the low carb beers for whatever reason, but this one low carb and it tastes like, I, I enjoy the flavor of beer and a little secret. Like I don't, I like, I think Oduls is great. No alcohol, no beer, but I, I like the flavor of it. Maybe I'm weird, mm. but I like the flavor. And this one has the flavor and low everything else. So that's kind of nice. Uh, highly recommend this. I'm not going to go five out of five lawnmowers. I'm not going to go, uh, putting green lawnmower here. I'm going to go um, zero turn four out of five. Okay. Lawnmower. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend Yingling Flight. Thanks, Terry. If, I think for me that evokes the uh, the official beer of pilots um, is more <laughs> what that evokes for me. But, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, maybe not uh, while flying, of course. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, because there's never been a drunk pilot. Um, I, you know. <laughs> some point though you gotta try shiner light blonde whatever it's called that for me is like the the hundred like the hundred cal beer that's just let me take note shiner light blonde from our friends at spetzel okay i'm gonna write that down shiner light yeah when we blonde. when we do the on location okay. at tejas okay. barbecue that one's in the cooler and Boy, when that thing's ice really? cold, oh yeah, that is that's a premium ninety nine calorie beer right okay. there. Okay, that's me right. this week. Bourbon hunter, guys, did some hunting this week. Was able Ooh. to find some good allocated stuff. Oh, I definitely my. racked up a bill. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> but again, I had to go hunting. Uh, you know, so I had to, you know, use, utilize some sources, you know, figure out where these drops were happening and get there and, uh, get them before they're gone. Cause sometimes they only get two cases and I had to go hunting cause they're gone. Uh, this one gone in two hours from the time it dropped wow. uh, to being wow. out two hours. Um, so yeah, it, it goes fast, but this is, uh, I got a couple of them. The one I'm drinking today is called larceny. Oh. This is the barrel proof version. So they do have a small batch, which you probably see on um, the shelf, right? The small batch on there. The barrel proof, though, is highly sought after it's out. Oh, okay. It's uh, 123.8 proof. So 61.9% alcohol by volume. So it is very stiff. Let me tell you that. Mm. Um, it, uh, how can I describe this? It is, again, it, it's 123 proof, so you know it's hot, but it, it's mm. um, very cinnamon, very red hot forward, not like a um, uh, coffee uh, from Mark's house. Oh, yeah, okay. Not, yeah, it's kind of coffee from Mark's house in a bourbon version. Um, oh, it, but no, it, it's not like your fireballs or anything like that. But again, it's very um, has a very uh, strong nose to it. 
Um, it, it's one of those that I will let sit on the ice block a little longer to kind of mellow mm. out a touch before I really enjoy it. But I can understand um, the crave craze for it. Um, it will probably be one that next time it's available, I will not rush out and get. There's plenty of others that are really good. This is definitely not in the the tops for me, but glad to officially try it. First time I've ever seen it or had the opportunity to go get it. Um, and so I had to, uh, you know, drive very fast through uh, evening traffic to get over somewhere and go grab it. Um, but uh, yeah, Larceny Barrel Proof, very good. And uh, you'll breathe fire for a second whenever you have this one. But huh. it's not, it's not like cinnamony, like fireballs. No, no. It, okay. It's just the undertones and mm. when it hits you, like mm. you, you can taste the cinnamon, you can get and get a little red hot, but. No, it's not like a flavored whiskey. So like it's a, subtle, like that coffee I gave you guys. Um, subtle. no. I think I'm still trying to digest all the coffee out of my system. Like, I still burp every now and then. I think that's Mark's coffee. <laughs> yeah, he used what he used a little bit of politicking there by saying it needed to stay on the ice a bit longer. I heard to yeah, be I caught that. I caught that. Drinkable. So, not no, a good no, thing. No, no, it's. If it's your thing, if you can do the very high now, here we go. Very punchy, okay. it's your thing. I this one for me, given that it's the high proof. I think I told y'all that I dabble my kind of range is 90 to 110. So when we get above that, it's uh uh they'll put some hair on the chest, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's okay. what that's what you that's what you need is more hair on the chest. More so hair, I just hey I did a little search engineering and uh Good line here. Larceny Kentucky Straight Bourbon has its origins in the history of, uh, I'm ad-libbing here, lesser-known American legend John E. Fitzgerald. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, keep, make sure you keep that one on the shelf. I want, I want to I yeah, give I'll that wait. a try. Mm-hmm. Um, quick one for you, Bourbon Hunter. When I, when I say Sazerac... What do you think of when I say that? Uh, there's two things. One, it's a like a umbrella brand, and two, it's a rye. The Sazerac is a rye whiskey. Okay, it's also a drink. Did you know that? <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know that. What's in it? Well, it's like a it's like a old fashioned, but apparently it also has absinthe. Um, so it's a uh, less sweet, little licorice like. Careful, um, you could lose some time with that one. But I, uh, yeah, I encountered Sazerac like twice in the in the past two weeks, and I <clears throat> knew that it was a a rye, I guess, as you say. But then also found out that it was a drink. Um, Wasn't know, he all, the, all uh, have... the host of uh, Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, Pat Sazerac. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pat Sazerac and Van Van. Oh, White. that's great. Yeah. Um, hey, Stephen, I wanted to ask you too. Have you been over to that? Because you mentioned smoked whiskey. Uh, have you been over to that uh, that place, the Refuge, by you for any any sort of treats, smoked whiskey, alchemy, anything to that effect? Um, I have been there. I do have a past with that place. That, oh, um, oh, okay. Well, that, that might be a whole segment, but yes, we'll I have been that. there. Okay, and I am not going back. Uh, oh, <laughs> never. <laughs> Never, <laughs> not even if there's a fire. Never oh. going back. Man, I'm afraid Jeez. to ask about fire. If there was a fire, I wouldn't even spit to put it out. Wow, Just kidding. I'm not that bad, but I'm never going there ever. Yeah, what happened there? Okay, we'll, we'll get we won't into ask. It. All right. 
Okay, I'm going to shelve that one for a future Mike mm -hmm, agenda agenda soon. I got it. All right. So this week, I um, I think I had heard. I can't remember if it was on or off pod, but we were talking about sours. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought I would go ahead and introduce uh, first sour to the mm -hmm. pod. So um, if you haven't had a sour beer yet, um, it's definitely I would say an acquired taste. Mm. Um, it's intentionally made uh, with higher acidity to be uh, very tart. Um, so the one that I picked this week um, was based on the can. I feel like it's a little bit of a, um, what was that? What, what's that popsicle called? The uh, rainbow or? A blow pop. No, the no. Astro pop. Uh, Astro pop. pop. That's <laughs> the blow pop. Jeez. I don't know. Um, but this one is from Wild Acre Brewing. It's called Punch Bowl. So I, I love fruit punch. Like I am addicted to fruit punch, uh, high C, Hawaiian punch, uh, oh, all of it. But uh, this is a fruit punch sour, and it is brewed with cherry, orange, pineapple, passion fruit, guava, and papaya. Mm. And it's that does sound uh, good. just Probably down healthy. the road. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I love sours. <laughs> oh, do you? Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, just down the road in Fort Worth. So it's. Um, it's very good. I, like I said, um, you know, sours are an acquired taste for me. So I, I think a lot of people would say IPAs are an acquired taste for me. Now they're second nature. Some things for me that are still a bit of an acquired taste or enjoyed in, in limitation would be like a stout, um, a porter. I hardly ever touch a porter. Um, and I would, I would also say a sour, um, but this one is, is particularly good. It looks, looks fairly normal. It's, um, maybe a, a bit more orange if you will, but yeah, the thing with this is it's, it's very, it's very pungent. And I feel mm -hmm. like if you gave this to many of your friends, they'd be like, Ooh, there's, there's something wrong with that. And, <laughs> um, you would, you would be, uh, you would be in good shape because you could trade for it and, and drink them all day. So, um, I, I probably don't love them as much as Steven, but I, I do like them. And, um, believe it or not, I try when I, when I lived in Jersey, I had a friend, um, outside of Philadelphia who <clears throat> would, uh, had his own kit there for brewing beer. And so I go down there occasionally and we would, we would do brews. And in case you don't know, when you brew your own beer, the beer that you brew that day is not the one you're drinking. Um, so which, which was, uh, which was new to me. Um, so, you know, you're typically drinking whatever you, you brewed the last time, but, uh, we, we went for the, uh, the sour beer and it ended up tasting like, um, buttered mashed potatoes. It, oh. it was awful. It was like mm. that. Uh, if you ever have those jelly bellies where it's like random flavors, it was like the uh. buttered, buttered popcorn one. So That's that was disgusting. Um, it was disgusting. So this one is very good. Um, it's a little warm now because I'm towards the bottom, so not as good as, as the beginning. But if you haven't had a sour, uh, definitely worth a try. And it's, I would say it's, it's tart like a cider, but still a very different flavor. Yeah, Mike, like you were saying that, yeah, most people, when they, when they get it, I think they think the beer is skunk, right? <laughs> and they don't realize like, hey, no, you're paying for the skunk like of the beer, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot no, like but it's, it's very good. It's one of those, again, I love it, but to me on a sour, you can have one, two max, right? Because it's just that it, it lingers, it really sticks in your mouth. 
but there's some that are very, very good. Like I think that an average person could enjoy, but then there are some that get a little, a uh, little too sour. But what I was going to say, Mike, is we need to get you some of the glasses, which they come in. Like they're again, just kind of like whiskeys and some beers. You got to get the right glasses because it brings out the aromas and the flavors more. So we got to get you a sour, the glass to put the sours in because you're just drinking out of a pint glass. So okay. maybe it's not hitting the taste buds the same. Mm-hmm. That's fair. This looks it looks like a tulip glass or something, but maybe that's mm. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why I never dabbled in any of the exotic beers, is because I why am I gonna get a 10 ounce beer when I can get a 16 ounce in a pint? But sure. uh, there you go. Maybe that was my problem out. with uh, High Life. I didn't have it in the right glass. Oh <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, um before we close out the drink review, good news, Steven. So not only is there such a thing as a triple IPA, which I have um, oh. in my fridge for, for the fall? There's also a quad IPA. Quad, I know. Oh, yes. Everyone's oh. trying to one-up each other. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to. Beer game. All right, let's wow. get ahead of it, guys. Let's officially trademark or make mm-hmm. our way in to do the, what comes after quad? The five. Uh, well, no, I know. But how do you how do you say that? Quintuple? What do you say that? Yeah. Quintuple, Quintuple IPA. Quince? Quintuple IPA. Yeah. Quince IPA. Oh, oh guys, my God! Tell us it's already. Le- no, le- leave this up to the creative department. Got we it, call right. it the five PA. Oh, all right. Trademark. Trademark it right like here. It. When we open our brewery, guys, the only thing we lack here is capital. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we need. We, we need some the occasional good idea. Other than that. Mm-hmm. We need to just we need to have a venture capitalist firm like on speed dial with all these good ideas. What we need to do is win the mega billion next year. <laughs> we could go on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Cuban Cuban's just down the road. He is. All right. Um let's talk about uh I so I think Mark, you were on your own for summer or all of the weekend here looking for Oof. things to do. Did you did you get a chance to expand on your enjoyment of the the Star Wars series? Uh, all right, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm gonna confess to you guys, I don't know the password. <laughs> so oh, I went. To, I went. I settled in. I had it all set up. Went to go play Disney Popcorn. Plus. Had it all. I mean, I, I was ready. I had a beverage. I had my pretzels. And I went to log in and I didn't have the password. Now, I will not lie. I could have reset it. However, I have two children, two kids that are off at camp and at a mother-daughter mm. trip. And so I run, I ran the risk of ruining some things. So if I reset the password, then I'd have to, it would have just gotten messy. I, so no, I did not get to watch the, okay. the, the episode five, New Hope. Second hope, hope floats. Hope is coming. Dark star. Hope so low. Hope so. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is that's a hot topic on hope so low. No. So, but no. By next week, I will watch because I I I put in the request for the password. I haven't gotten it back yet. Well, this is the kids and wife leave, and it's like dad is you know dead to them. So I don't know. Officially, the uh, shortest segment. Of all yep. time on the sorry about that. Podcast. I know That's the okay. listeners are probably wanting the cliff notes from me about robots on sand and 
escape pods. I just don't have it this time. And I the dar store, the dar, dar store, dar yeah. store, dar store. <laughs> <laughs> you guys stick tell, with me. Tell Trina's to rename it the Darth store. I mean, I'm still reeling a little bit from the fact that it's not Trina's anymore. I'm not going to lie. She was a big part of my life. You know, and well, at least you, you didn't say that you sat down and you thought you were just going to be able to go out and find anything on the internet. Uh, that would have that would have been bad. So at least it was <laughs> password problems. Yeah, you're you're right. I could have easily flipped over to YouTube and looked for episode five or whatever the heck it's called, but but, <laughs> but I might have gotten into a guy's grocery games, uh, you know, uh, marathon. Okay. So okay, I did that. I did that instead. I love to hear you your face. <laughs> you leave me to my own devices and it, it could spiral out of control. It got a little crazy over here. Guy, Guy yeah. Fieri, me, and the judges and pretzels and cooking. Do food. you have a favorite yeah. judge that comes to mind just off the top of your head? Oh, man. Jeez. I like the goat man guy. What's Goat's his name? pretty good. Yeah. Aaron, no, uh, Aaron yes. May. Yes, Aaron May. I like him a lot. I think he's pretty quality, um, keeps it real. I that's like fun. the guy that's got the he's got like the horn rim glasses and the he always wears like the chapeau. Yes, he's good too. I don't know his name. Or um oh man, I had the name right on the tip of my tongue. It's actually Food Network's actually playing behind me. Uh not kidding. You guys can see that it's um beat Bobby Flay. Oh, what's the judge? Anyway, oh, I, like, I get the judge. I like next Flay time. too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Flay's good. Well my uh, Carl Ruiz, he was the guy that Carl I was Ruiz, he's, he's good he's too. Pretty good. But may he rest in peace. I think he uh, unfortunately passed on way too young. Oh. Okay. Wow, way to bring us down, Mike. You could have at least watched the trailer. <laughs> I couldn't get on. I couldn't log in. All right. You think uh, I was in IT or something, huh? You know, I could have gone out and found this. But uh, anyway, okay. whatever. Let's move on to uh, Marnak mediocre so uh we've got by the time we will have done this pod next week we will have had the beginning of the uh premiership the premier league uh start their season starting for the year and so uh, each of us have our teams mark has bournemouth Stephen has nottingham and i have uh fulham uh who will open at uh, the cottage craven's cottage on the banks of the thames um against liverpool so Question for you, Marnak, mm. in your envelope or bag mm-hmm. or whatever you have there is Stop it. out of our, our three teams, who will win and who will lose? You mean week one? Week one. That's correct. Who? All right. Um, so I've been tracking Bournemouth closely, but hold on. Let me let me go into the envelope. And because you guys make fun of me so much, I just got a nondescript Blank envelope, no writing on it whatsoever. Don't make fun of me. All right. Did, did uh-huh. you find that at the office supply closet? No, I actually have to mail a bill in. I wrote a check today to mail in a bill. I owe somebody some money. And that's did why you send Mark is the old man mailing in bills? <laughs> I was going to say, did you did you send a uh, what's that thing called a teletype or? A... It says make checks payable to the following vendor. So I'm going to pay Or it probably checks. says down there, or <laughs> please go internet. online and log into this account. <laughs> Christ. Okay. Uh, so anyway. as much as I want my team to win, I've been following them and their first few games. It's not good. Even their friendlies, Bournemouth, not good. So Bournemouth, 
bless their hearts, they're going to lose week one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Cottagers, I like their chances a little bit better. But What? Better than Bournemouth. I, 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 it's a relative assessment because that's the only way you get the best out of your teams is by having a relative assessment and telling some that they need significant improvement, like Bournemouth. And uh, so I think Bournemouth loses. Sorry, Mike. Cottagers probably going to lose. Take it in the shorts. Uh, uh, yeah, I have I have Stephen at 50-50. So I wrote 50-50, Stephen. Uh, what is their – what's their – what's their uh, – uh, their, their mascot? Cottagers? Yeah, their mascot. I don't what know. Are they the Reds? I, Reds, I, I, I just know that we're the Nottingham Force. Maybe we're like the trees or something. I don't know. Oh. Well, I had Nottingham no, that... as winning. I have Nottingham winning. I know. I went way out on a limb here. I think this could be the first loss for Marnak, but I got lose-lose win. That's what I got. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Mike. We're in and you put a draw, so I'm a 50 So you're you're saying well, I was 50 50, like so I had to choose. I had to decide. So I, I'm I'm going at least one winner. If, if anybody wins, it's your team. All right. The wacky, the wacky. Dude, Bournemouth, Bournemouth has not been looking good. These friendlies. They're the it, Stanford it, of <laughs> yes. right. <laughs> Uh, oh. Hey, and some kit, kit update. They still don't have my size. What I'm also worried about is shipping. They only ship locally for Bournemouth currently, so this could get interesting. Oh, well, you're going to have to get a drop ship then or some sort of local. I'm going to I'm gonna have to get drop ship on the scroll. Drop the ship from the dark store. Yeah, I know. I, I do know right. somebody that's going over there in a couple weeks. I might actually get them to bring it back to me. Uh if I can get them to get some sizes in. Anyway, heard it here first, folks. Well, I am uh, I'm looking forward to, because I think that match is at Bournemouth. Um, so the excitement will be palpable. The rafters will be packed to the gills. Um, I, I hope, I hope. Actually, I like, you hope I, what? I hope this, I hope the high school stadium can handle it. They're still working on some <laughs> improvements. But yeah, you know, I, I hope I hope I'm wrong. Let me put it that way. I hope it's three wins across the board. I will take mm. the loss on this Marnak okay. segment. I think I think Bournemouth might bring it home. I think the other okay. two might lose. Okay. Uh, just a quick update on F1. Um, so we had a uh, we had a race this week. The Hungarian GP uh, finished earlier today. Mm. Um, no need to adjust your radios. This is not a repeat, but I will say that Leclerc was leading and uh, lost. Um, so he was leading on lap 31, went into the pits, and uh, the team decided to switch the strategy and gave mm. him a what's called a hard compound tire, uh, T-Y-R-E, um, which apparently um, – Pretty much ruined his chances. So he ended up not winning. Um, Verstappen ends up winning. I think he's up like 80-something points now. And uh, it's just uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, Steven, do you have something to say on F1? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you're, you're not giving Leclerc enough, um, mm-hmm. you know, kudos, though. There was no fire, Mike. He, he only mm. lost because of bad rubber, wrong huh? rubber. No fire. So I would actually say uh, that's a slight victory. Yeah. So they're mo- they're moving in the right direction. They are. Um, yeah. I mean, you just you can't make this stuff up. I think after the race, they went down to the track to uh, 
Ferrari team president, uh, Charles Ichies, who just said, I, you know, I, I can't believe we, we have this up again. Is, is, so. is they, are they doing it on purpose? Like this is just, it doesn't make sense. You're it's, winning. And it's like, you know what, you know, what's causing us to win is this certain thing. What we should do before we actually cross the finish line is change everything. Like <laughs> it can't, it doesn't make sense to me. The other thing that doesn't, that blows my mind. It's the same, like two or three dudes always winning yeah like it, like it blows my mind and i mean hey i'm a verstappen awesome team red bull go for it but it's like is is he that much better does he get the pole is that the big deal? like help me understand help me understand i think well it's i just will... go ahead mike go ahead. No, 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 go ahead you can explain the polling well let me go back to you mike you can explain the polling the thing was it was the moisture so they i think they started out in the mediums because there was a little bit of moisture there was some spitting a uh, little bit of mist, light rain, and I think once that passed, if I'm not mistaken, Mike, I think they went into soft tires, so like the moisture passed, and then they weren't as concerned. Um, and could he actually get the the soft something like that? Again, this is very rudimentary my interpretation of what the hell they're doing out there. But I know <laughs> they I don't did know. See when they showed, <laughs> yeah, I know about as much as Ferrari guys. Sounds like. But when they showed the list of the top 20 guys in the tires that they were all in, everybody was in the ones, and Leclerc was the only one in twos. So, yeah, they took a bold strategy, and sounds like it didn't uh, didn't work out work out so well. So, hey, but no fire again. Yeah, they're moving victory. moving in the right direction. Uh, Mark, I mean, this was really always for me the way that this sport went. Um, it was, it was Schumacher forever. And he, mm. you know, he always had the best car in Ferrari and then forever it was Hamilton. Um, there was somebody in between there. I don't remember if it was Vettel or someone else that, that won a ton as well. So I think, you know, this was the, this was the first year on a new, a new car, um, mm. for all the teams. And so I would expect that they should be, you know, once they, once they figure out, um, some of the problems they've had this year, they, sh- they could potentially be um, favorites for next year. So mm. mm-hmm. anyway, a um, few more races to go this season. And um, I'm sure this, this won't be the last time, but um, one other thing interesting for me, um, you know, that, uh, that saying um, the PGA tour had, these guys are good. Do you remember that mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, Last week, if you remember, Leclerc uh, wrecked into an Aramco sign, and uh, this particular Grand Prix, Grand Prix, was sponsored by uh, Saudi Aramco. And so for me, their saying is, these guys are everywhere, Um, because it really feels like they are right now. And actually, Mm -hmm. uh, Nottingham, um, who Marnak picked to win, opens up against Newcastle, and uh, I believe they're owned by the uh, Public Investment Fund of Saudi, so... Great. They're, no they're everywhere these days. Hey, Mike, can I pretend to be a golf um, journalist for a second? Please. I know you said it was sponsored by uh, Saudi Tend Aramco. Away. Saudi Aramco. How dare they go over there? It, they must be doing it for the money. All right. And all right. That's me being a golf journalist. All right. End of story. We can move on. Yeah. Well, Leclerc's not doing it for the money because true. Not winning. <laughs> or is he? Ooh. Uh, okay. 
Uh, Department of Corrections. Uh, so yes. meaty, meaty this week. Oh, oh man. Great. Must be all Terry. Yeah. Probably Terry. <laughs> yeah. He's not even here to defend himself. But okay. Oh, right dear. Let me uh, let me get the obligatory one out of the way. So so me and Terry both said the U.S. Senior British Open. Um, obviously, yeah. obviously very easy to do. So um, simple. So simple. Yeah. So I will. Um, anyway, I, I forget. I, I they must be done for the season. Steven said they had five majors, so maybe five big ones. So maybe they got one more. But uh, anyway, very very easy to do. Um, Mark, it's, this might have uh, been Mark, Mark and Steven or Mark or Steven and Terry. I don't know, but we're talking about Darren Clark uh, mm-hmm. being the Ryder Cup captain and that he had already been like a vice captain. He's actually already been a captain. He was I, the, oh, really? I don't know that you said uh, that. 2016 Hazeltine yeah. shellacking. So that's probably why his, oh. his name's not coming up again. Um, they, they didn't do too well there. Oh, yeah, yeah, see, but no, I thought hmm. I said that. But anyway, whatever. Yeah, but that's yeah. You're probably not going to see him. I think the last one I saw was maybe Luke Donald might have been yeah. the front runner. Yeah. Um, I uh, I was grasping at Stenson's uh, nickname. I said maybe call him the the Ice Man. Um, he actually is, according to Wikipedia, called the Ice Man. So that Whoa. was apropos. Oh, wow. I do, Mark. Though I do like the Swedish assassin. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Stenson, the better one, and he, uh, yeah. He annihilated the field this week and took home live. I got to be four or five million. So at least ice water in the veins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven, you uh, you laid into Brandel Chamblay pretty good uh, <laughs> last week. Said he he could. I don't. I I can't remember if you said he should be the janitor at the the World Golf hmm. Hall of Fame or couldn't be. He's the not janitor. worthy of being the janitor. Okay. Well, in in 1999, he did finish T18. At the Masters, um, never, so, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure. Okay, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, so are you saying that to prove me wrong? Because to me, that proves me right. No, uh, Hall I'll of Fame. We're talking about. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's confirm. We're talking about the Hall of Fame, and you just said, "Hey, this guy's got credit. He finished T18 at a tournament one time." Can we just? Can we, did I hear that the right way? Well, I mean, he was T he was T eighteen or better in other tournaments too. Um, he'll he he'll, made it the doesn't. Stephen, come on, Joe. But that's not Hall of Fame. Give me a break. Oh the my gosh, Garrigus. Okay, Garrigus. I'm putting in the ballot in for Robert Garrigus, <laughs> PGA Hall of Fame. But he wasn't uh, T eighteen at the Masters. Oh, I mean, he could have been. And uh, yes, joke's going to be on you when Brandel gets in. Oh, but, give uh, me a break! Oh, T eighteen at a tournament one time. Okay, you—that stat proves me right. Thank you. Well, I'm, okay. we're going to take this online. Credit to you, fans. Credit to me. Okay, uh, you want to take a guess what happened to Norman on the back nine at that particular Masters? It's not hard. Oh, is uh, that when he completely yes. uh, just lost, lost everything? Yeah, and wasn't Sorry, the, wasn't yes. the first year. Was that when okay. uh, Faldo beat him, or is that when? What year was that? Yeah, what year? Um, Ninety nine. That was a Spaniard. Oh, Sevy. No, all the thobble. others. All the Fabio. Sorry, other yeah. one. That's okay. Oh. Um, Mark, you had a couple comments about oh, golf no. as it relates to you. You you said you don't enjoy watching guys who shoot eighty. 
I mean, you've played with Steven and I on, on many occasions, so I don't, I don't find that to be true. Y'all are um, on TV. Like, we you play also, together. We enjoy each other's company. It's a different. good one. You also, one. Said, you also said that you could shoot 95 at will. Bingo. I mean, aside from me making double eagles and cracking your clubs over my knees, how are you going to shoot a 95? I mean... There, okay. There'd have to be a chasm in the earth. Though. I mean, there you, you listen. No. Every tee shot, you put it out of bounds, and then you. But you're two forty down the stripe. Beat. Mark would have to play in a hurricane not to be two forty <laughs> straight down the stripe. <laughs> All right, two forty before. I mean, I've shot, I've shot a ninety once, and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't if pretty. I gave you persimmons and a set of gutta perches, I think you could, you could break ninety. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'll um, release the flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scene of the crime in uh, Fiddler's Knob. Just, uh, just the oh, yeah. right there. Man, what a From what Trump an experience! Great uh, snacks. Great snacks. Yep. Um, for our first guest, Department of Corrections. So Terry uh, said John Cruck was on the uh, 2008 <laughs> Phillies. <laughs> Not a chance. He might have taken Cruck the- at 208 Phillies <laughs> in Philadelphia in 2008. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, give taken, us the direction. He might have taken a few too many shots to the head in hockey. Uh, yeah, no, Cruck stopped playing for the Phillies in 94. He also used he also used the term war. Just a bit outside. Oh, my God. <laughs> He also used the term whirlwind um, from what I could hear on the tapes. And mm. I'm going to teach you something today. That's what we call an acorn. Uh, an acorn mm. is a is a term that uh, it's commonly mispronounced, but people mm-hmm. people don't know. So I'll let you think of some other popular acorns. Brass but, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Bra- there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Brass text. Um, and I, I was questioning him. As I was questioning him as to whether or not 300 wins was a lot for Joe Paterno, it turns out that's that's number one uh, in yeah. Division One. He, yeah. he ended up with uh, 409 um, all all told when he was done. Number two all time if you count Division Two, but for for Division One, uh, Joe Paterno number one with 409 wins. Man, that's a lot. Yeah, um, Scrollock. You know, I, I couldn't figure out what that is, but uh, a quick weekend of Berkman's tip. If you have a, a program that doesn't use scroll lock, which is probably all of them, you can assign other features to the scroll lock, like the mute oh. button in uh, in your um, conferencing application or something to that effect. So, well. And uh, gasoline engines, they, they hmm. use a perfect mix of fuel and air that are compressed by the pistons and ignited from the sparks created by spark plugs and conversely i think i mentioned this in diesel engines the air is compressed before the fuel is directly injected into the combustion chamber so they don't they don't need spark plugs um oh. and then uh lastly drop shipping so an option for your mm. your bournemouth stuff um yes it's an order fulfillment method where a business doesn't keep the products it sells in stock so instead mm. the seller purchases the inventory as needed from a third party usually a wholesaler or manufacturer Got it. So you Got need, it. yeah, you're going to need one of those. I'm going to need uh, that, yeah. Or a friend <laughs> that lives over there, yeah. Or a knockoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, uh, Stephen, you mentioned uh, Trump and his Hawaiian Tropic girls. Um, <laughs> actually, he owned Miss Universe, but uh, oh, I'm, so I'm sure. Close. Close I'm sure it, 
it all applied. And uh, McCord wasn't out there this week, so there was no talk of bikini wax yet. <laughs> That's it. All right. Oh, I feel like the Department of Corrections is getting longer and longer and longer every week. Well, and I don't we, feel like we're getting sloppy. I don't feel like we're getting sloppy. Um, we're a bit like live here, though. We we keep it fast and loose, and, uh, and loose. you know, okay. we don't let facts get in the way of a good time. Mm-mm. Never. All right. We're like we're like our namesake sponsor. Just kidding. But if anybody wants to be our namesake sponsor, we'll be just like them. That's Everything or nothing. all right let's close it out with local knowledge i'm going to start with the old man i mean guys it goes without saying um but i'll say it anyway you know make sure you call your loved ones and give them a shout and tell them that you're thinking about them It's, it's good to to cherish your loved ones you know and and uh no time like the present to make phone calls. I actually called my mom and my dad today, shared with them a little bit about what I'm doing, um, you know, and, and uh, it's always an experience. Let me put it that way. And I love them to death for that, uh, but it's always an experience to, to, to just learn what they're doing too, you know, and I encourage y'all to do that as well. Uh, I, I have been by my lonesome, you know, but I promised my wife the house would be in one piece when she got back and the kids got back. Um, and I think I've done a good job, you know, no dishes in the dish in the sink, uh, laundry's done. Um, but my, my, my point today is going to be, you know, make sure you take care of the stuff you got, um, cause it can get into disarray fast. And I can see how, if you just didn't care, the dishes could pile up, the trash could get crazy. Um, so you just gotta be, you know, take, take care of your stuff, um, and and because you, you don't want to, to have to explain what happened when your wife gets back from a week long trip uh, is the other. Punchline. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, honey. I didn't have the password. I couldn't do it. Well, <laughs> that's that's kind of an embarrassment uh, on my end. Um, I didn't want to ruin the, the kiddo that's not here. She, one's at camp. Anyway, um, just take care of your stuff. You know, um, and I get it. All of our yards are probably not looking very good in, in the greater Texas area with the lack of rain. But outside of your yard, take care of your stuff. Uh, it'll take care of you. Um, you know, you, you spend a lot of money on that. Take care of it. Um, I don't know. And, you know, hey, the summer is almost over, folks. You know, we're into August tomorrow. And uh, I'm looking forward to like we talked about last week, running into mm-hmm. fall, hopefully some cooler temps. Uh, and some, uh, you know, football's coming back. I'm excited about all that. So, yeah, everybody get excited. I uh, know school's right around the corner. Make sure your kiddos are ready to roll back to school. And uh, summer's almost over. Local Do you have watch. NBC Sports? Like the Pass for Protected Channel NBC? <laughs> yeah. Be, here's your homework. Between now and next Saturday, get the password for NBC Sports. And make sure oh, you can geez. watch one of those Premier League openers for next week. Like, is it a separate channel? <laughs> yeah. From yeah. NBC? Yep. It's the NBC, but it's sports. Okay. All right, man, Steven. So much to learn. So much to learn. All right, sorry. Oh, Welcome on. That's why he's the old man. He's All right. Man. Um, well, <laughs> since I'm in the mood of just stealing stuff, right? Stealing sayings, I might as well say, <laughs> cherish your loved ones. Yes. <laughs> Call your it's family. Explore it's local. Hot and, you know, your, your grass is brown. Have some Wagyu. No, I'm just kidding. 
Um, wow. But I was kind of struggling this week, so I might as well steal one of Mark's. I'm just kidding. I, I think mine has to go with chasing adventure, right? So part of my my love for bourbon is the chase. I mean, it's fun to go out and chase something that you're having a good time with. So, so again, finding out that there's some good stuff, 30 minutes across town, uh, didn't want to necessarily get out in um, some, you know, evening traffic, but the thrill of the chase. Sometimes, sometimes it's not worth it. Other times it's a lot of fun and you can learn a lot. So thrill of the chase. Sometimes go for it. Nice. Love that. Um, and cherish your loved ones. Thank you. Um, for me, just a, a couple things. Um, so one, yes, mentioned earlier, rest in peace, uh, Bill Russell, um, mm. 11-time NBA champion as a player for the Celtics, um, I think two-time as a coach. I, I, both of those may have been for the Celtics. Um, you know, we, we talked about some of the old Celtics teams. I, I grew up watching them, Bird, uh, Parrish, mm. uh, McHale. Um, oh, yeah. Love that McHale. Uh, especially on that time he was on Cheers. But uh, we, didn't, <laughs> we, didn't talk, uh, we didn't talk a lot about Russell and those teams, but um, I, I kind of liken that to, to John Wooden and, and UCLA. But 11 times, that's – that's something else. And we could debate on a, on a future pod, um, you know, whether players like Bill and <clears throat> Wilt um, were just, you know, could physically uh, out to outperform everyone else, dominate everyone else, or, or uh, how would they stack up against today's players? But mm. that um, feet like that, you, you hate to hate to lose him. Um, and then, uh, you know, another thing I, I I'm starting to get this reputation or aura of you know being the death knell the angel of mm. death as it relates to things and i you know i uh, rattled off several things that i've enjoyed that have since closed uh, as it relates <laughs> to rest- restaurants or other places so believe it or not uh terry's favorite cheesesteak place oh. mentioned last week uh burned um i, oh, I don't man. know if it's because they had too many onions on the grill or the whiz just but uh Jim South uh, went up in flames. I don't think they lost the whole thing, but um, if you're if you're superstitious, uh, you can you can pay me yeah, to to mention things or don't mention things, <laughs> and uh, and I'll do that. So, well, I'll just leave you with uh, cherish cherish your loved restaurants, um, your places of business, because you just you never know. And don't tell Mike about it. Okay? And don't tell me about them if you like. But, uh, well, that's going to do it. Another one in the books. Thanks, everyone, for joining Weekend at Berkman's. Uh, Hope you have a great week ahead. We'll see you next week. Take care.